0: It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria. On RSN 927, our social media as well. You're with Andrew Q's coming up on the program. Andrew English will join us from the HRV marketing team. We're about to talk horse ownership, a big presentation getting underway at Bendigo this week. Speaking of this week, we're heading to the Ararat Cup meeting, the latest edition of the Country Cups Carnival at Ararat. And young rainsman Xavier O'Connor will take our call. He's having a terrific time of things on the track at the moment. But let's welcome back. He's had a break. He's ready to go cody winnell from hrv how are you cody
1: i'm sensational thank you andrew great to be back on deck with you well done on the flying solo on the show the last couple of weeks
0: no it's been uh, terrific to keep up to date with all of the information and in fact uh, he did join me a few weeks ago because grassroots gold and marketing are going great guns for hrv to join us having a chat this morning cody i believe andrew english is with you in the hrv studio
1: He certainly is. HRB General Manager of Marketing, Andrew English. Uh, Andrew, welcome. And we should just quickly kick off with grassroots gold. Great result Mm -hmm. of the weekend. Over $1,100 that uh, Jason Bonington raised.
2: What a fantastic result. Uh, You know, Bonner's does some amazing work and uh, his strike rate's great. And uh, no doubt the people up at Tarang will be uh, very happy with with that result.
1: But, yeah, it's a great initiative. We're, We're really pleased with it. Absolutely, goodform.trot.com.au dot 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 where you can go and get Bonners' uh, game plans and information and all that jazz. But, Andrew, the reason we wanted to bring you on today was to talk ownership, which is obviously a really important area in harness racing, ahead of tonight's presentation by Canadian, a passionate Canadian trotsman, Anthony McDonald. You're going along, Andrew yes. De Bendigo. Uh, Anthony's a, a big, passionate supporter of syndication, etc. And there's been a fair bit of talk of, uh, about syndication of late. I wanted to get uh, your view, HRV's view, on, on syndication and, and how important mm. is it? in your eyes as marketing GM uh, for trainers to be able to attract new owners in in large groups. Yeah, thanks, Cody. Yeah, look, it's a great opportunity.
2: Uh, Yeah, look, Anthony McDonald's an interesting um, guy. He's been a very successful... He's born into a harness family, actually, in Canada, and he himself's been a very successful driver, having over 3,000 winners but he's moved um in recent times into syndication and he's uh very quickly i think he's got over 600 individual owners and 140 horses now in, in his program and um and he's done it just based on some very simple principles uh so when we became aware of um, uh, the fact that he he was uh, uh coming out and uh we we were very keen to be involved and take the opportunity to to really let all of our participants and uh and and potential owners know that um you know we we're, we're absolutely committed to uh to driving ownership it's a it's a vital part of our industry of course and um uh that that's an area that has been complicated in recent times um, and we've we've worked hard to uh, to relax some of those restrictions so you know um uh, this is a great opportunity for me to get up in front of uh, our uh Supporters and uh, industry participants to to really let them know about that, and, th- and this is a great opportunity, so thank you for having me on this morning
1: no absolutely, and you mentioned there have been some uh, some compl- some difficulties that yes. have to be overcome in this space. Do you mm. want to just explain to the listeners uh, i guess some of those uh, things that, some of those hurdles that can yes. stand in the way of promoting syndication because it is a it is a tricky area, but it, 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 it can be done right can 't it yeah that 's right and look I,
2: I guess it 's um, Important to recognise that there are commercial syndicators, and that's the formal path, and we're absolutely committed to that too. So, you know, if people uh, want to go down that path or want to be involved in it with a commercial syndicator, that's a great way to do it. Um, but uh, it has become more complicated in recent times uh, with um, yeah, the ASIC now, the Australian Securities Investment Commission, requiring that an offer made in a share, you know, to obtain a share in a racehorse. Uh, is required to be approved by a lead regulator now. And so um, uh, we are, as Harness Racing Victoria, uh, we, we have uh, achieved that status as a lead regulator when we're one of the few state bodies that has that. And uh, so that means that we now have to uh, take responsibility for registering approved promoters uh, of of a uh, syndicate and, uh, and then we have to approve their... Product Disclosure Statement, which you know, PDS, mm. uh, and they can only be registered if they hold an AFSL, which is Australian Financial Services Licence. So uh, this is all ASIC requirements, and you can see that um, that in itself is a quite a complicated process. Pulling together the PDS is also quite convoluted and, mm. and requires um, a fair bit of investment of time and effort uh, by the syndicator. Now, people who are doing this, as their primary source of business, you know they're in the business of syndicating. That's okay, and they're happy to do it. But um, people who just want to get together with a group of mates and race a horse, or trainers who want to go to the yearling sales, buy a horse, and then um, get a group together, uh, they've found this too too convoluted, mm. too complicated, and and rightly so. And and of you know uh, as a result of uh, probably. Uh, taken the view that that's just
1: too hard, and uh, we uh, we won't go down that path. So, and I, I should jump in. I think that's mm. been a big part of the issue in recent, uh, in, in over many years, is that it just mm. be, it has become too hard. Yeah, for a lot of the trainers, and as you say, rightly so, because it is that's a lot of a lot of hurdles they have to jump over yep. to make this happen. And it sounds as though from uh, from what you've been saying. Um, here in the office. is yeah. uh, finding some ways around that now, and, and, and uh, not around it, but uh, ways that trainers can, can do the right thing, well, tick right. the right boxes, but, but HRV can assist those trainers.
2: Yeah, and we, we're very keen to do that. So, you know, and we understand why the ASIC rules are there. You know, they, mm. you know, they want to protect people who are making big investments. Um, but uh, the more we've, we've gone into the, uh, the legislation, the more we've found uh, areas that are available uh, for exemption. Yep. which is fantastic. So, so we want to get out and tell people about that now. And, and um, you know, some of those areas include uh, things like um, if, uh, if a trainer or a group of people want to get together and call for expressions of interest, uh, they can do that and uh, they're not going to need to be uh, registered or compliant with the ASIC regulations. So, in other words, uh, to make an offer... Uh, if you want, if you went to the to sales and bought a horse, horse, and then um, to promote the fact that you've got that horse, you can make an offer publicly, mm. and call for expressions of interest. Where the regulations and re- restrictions are is if you specify the amount of what the what the uh, offer or the share would be, um, and or you put some other specific details in there about the horse itself, or uh, you know what the investment involves then it becomes a managed in, manage investment scheme. Mm. And that then attracts all of these restrictions and regulations. So to so, so simply put an offer out to say, uh, hey, look, I've got this horse. Uh, we're going to take it to the races. It's going to be great fun. Get together with a group of friends. Here's my number or my email address. Contact me. And uh, that... Is that, that that attracts an exemption under the regulations. And that's so.
1: and the, we've seen a couple of trainers do it very well There's lately. Some, Matthew, yeah. Matthew Craven, I know, is um, is one who does it. Uh, yep. Also, a um, uh, Tim Butt. Yes, he's been uh, he's been doing similar, and, and they've they've been uh, doing the right thing, calling for expressions of interest, saying that uh, we're interested in purchasing horses uh, at an upcoming sale. If you've got any interest in the game, let us know, and then it's uh, it's those guys making contact with the trainers to say, "Hey, I'd like to race a horse one day." Mm. Is that that's what you mean?
2: That's exactly right, and you know, it it seems like semantics, but the intention there is that uh, you can make an offer to someone if they've approached you, right? So, in other words, uh, you know, if you've got some sort of relationship with them, or even if you don't. But um, you know there'll be trainers and others who've got databases or people that they've uh, raced horses for before. Again, they can reach out to them with a, with a, an expression of interest mm. and say, "Look, I've got a horse here. It looks good. You know, jump on board." And then, then they can make the offer directly yep. to them because they've expressed interest in being part of the syndicate. Absolutely, and that's just a, a loophole we'll
1: call it. But it's just a, a quirk in the, in the um, the legislation. Sounds like an exciting time uh, because. We, uh, we, we've been looking for ways to promote ownership mm. for a long time, and especially this area of uh, large groups of people racing horses. So yep. tonight uh, you'll be prese- presenting at, at Bendigo. It's, yes. uh, it's free entry there for the for the folks listening at home. Yep. Get along if you want to hear more from Andrew about uh, HRV's, some of the initiatives in the ownership space, and also, of course, hear uh, from this uh, fantastic, passionate uh, uh, Canadian, uh, Andrew McDonald, who just does a great job with uh, with what he does. That's but right. We've got a great 11 race card too, don't forget. Uh, absolutely. 5.10pm for the first, and it's yeah. free entry, gold coin donation, which I think is all going towards the Teal, Team That's Teal right. Fund. That's right, it's so part
2: of the Team Teal campaign as well.
1: Before we let you go, Andrew, we should quickly touch on ID18 and Summer mm. of Glory. We've just had two huge uh, carnivals wrap up. How do they all go from your point of view? Oh, look, we couldn't have been happier,
2: Coates, and, uh, you know, we, we started the process for this you know, probably this time last year, so or even a bit earlier. So it was a long run-up we had uh, to the Inter Dominion, but it was the first time back in Victoria for 10 years, and uh, we really wanted to do it right. And uh, we we saw it as a as a real opportunity to reinvigorate the sport, to reengage with with uh, some of some lapsed sort of hunter uh, supporters. Mm. Uh, obviously, uh, um, let's say invigorate those who are already involved as well uh, and potentially reach some new audience uh, um, segments too. So so we worked really hard with a campaign that was uh, very broad-reaching. Um, you know, we had... Uh, a lot of outdoor billboards uh, and, uh, of course, radio and uh, RSN were fantastic supporters, mm. as always. Uh, but, um, you know, we, we used a whole lot of channels. And, of course, importantly, we were on free-to-air as well. Um, so we had a, a one-and-a-half-hour broadcast on uh, on the Seven Network on the Saturday night for the ID final. and Received great so feedback that. for that, too. It was, it was fantastic. Was, yeah, universally mm. positive. Yeah, look, it gave us an opportunity. Because it was an hour and a half, we, we really got an opportunity to tell some stories about the sport as well. So, uh, you know, there was great racing. And, uh, and we assembled a great panel with Amish McLaughlin and Adam Hamilton and Mick Guerin and, mm. and uh, the likes, and of course our own uh, experts. But uh, but it gave, gave us an opportunity to tell a bit more people a bit more about the sport, about success of women in our in our sport, and uh, our hero program, and these sort of things, which, which is of course the rehoming program. So. You know, th- it was a great way for us to really uh, put a, shine a light on the sport again, which, which had you know hadn't been on free to air for well over 10 or maybe even 15 years, back to the old, uh, the old Mary Hardy and Bill Collins days, <laughs> and the Penthouse Club. But, yep. You know, so look, fantastic uh, result. Wagering was up, uh, attendances were great, and we've seen that flow through. So all oh, we've run, I think 11 or 12 Country Cups since, mm. since that uh, final back in December again uh wagering on course turnover attendances have all been really good at all of those and of course another big uh uh race series of ours is of course the summer of glory with the great southern star and and um and hunter cup uh, nights and again they were both really really well supported and i think there's a, a real bit of momentum there that's been uh probably kicked off by id and we the challenge for us now is to maintain that mm. and Continue it through through this year, and uh, of course ID will be back in uh, on Victorian uh, shores uh, 2021. But we've got a lot
1: of interesting things that we're working on between now and then to uh, to really capitalise on that. And I'm sure we're going to have you on again uh, fairly soon because there's plenty of uh, plenty happening, as you say, in this space and uh, I'm sure there'll be some more exciting announcements along the way. <clears throat> Excuse me, Andrew, yeah. well done and thanks for uh, joining
2: us today. Good on you, Cody. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you both soon.
1: Andrew English
0: there from the HRV marketing team. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. You are with Andrew Q. Shortly, we'll check in with the Ararat uh, Harness Racing Club, talk about their big Friday night cup meeting. Speaking of that, uh, let's have a look at the markets and news heading into Ararat, Cody.
1: Yeah, it looks a, it's a great program down at Ararat. I've uh, gone down there the last couple of years uh, myself to that track. It's a, it's a favourite of mine, and just looking at the pacing cup field this year, it looks a really even sort of sort of bunch. Karen Manning obviously a real uh, has a great record down around those southwest tracks, and she's got Scoob Operator I see, who's having its second start in Australia after running fourth first up. Uh, I think it was Ideal Success who won the Ararat Cup a couple of years back uh, for Karen. That horse had won plenty of races in New Zealand leading into Ararat, and uh, and Scoob Operator comes here with sort of similar form lines. But um, we've also got Dai Kerry for Andy Gath, talking to Andy the other, the other night. He's uh, so pleased about the way Dykeri's tracking and the way uh, this horse has been going. Um, so I look forward to seeing how it goes from uh, Barrier 7 um, and, of course, Emma Stewart involved, taking a horse down to Ararat and look of a legend, drawn in gate 2 for the puppet, Chris Alford. So it's a great field. Um, looking forward to it. That's the renowned Silverware Ararat Pacing Cup and, of course, the Trotters Cup as well. We see stress factor second up from a spell, this very exciting trotter uh, going up against the field, of a really even field, a very nice open age trotters, including informed Savannah JJ, uh, cruising around, uh, all lit up, Jericho's trumpet, etc. So really looking forward to it. It's the Ararat Cup night. It's Friday night, so it's tomorrow night, 6.07 the 1st, and it's a 10-race card.
0: And, yes, it is a new date. Uh, This is a new date for Ararat, as you mentioned, coming up tomorrow night. And uh, earlier in the week I caught up with Amanda Kilpatrick, club manager from Ararat.
3: How are you today?
0: Doing OK. And I guess we should, first of all, tell locals and anyone that this is a uh, new date for you. Uh, you've actually moved from the Easter weekend to this uh, Friday the 22nd.
3: That is correct. Really excited about the move. We thought there was plenty of things on in the Grand Hens over the Easter weekend and... We thought like the opportunity to have the race meet on a Friday night just after the, the major races at Melton at Tabcourt Park.
0: OK, that's interesting because some might argue that a lot of people already in the township on vacation and so on. I guess other people might be leaving, but you're competing with a lot of things over Easter in your region.
3: Absolutely. There's amazing things um, on in the region, and including like the store gift up at stall and, and events like that. So we thought that we'd like to be a bit of a standalone event and um, see if we could get some some locals from uh, the ramps, surrounding townships as well as Ararat to come down for the uh, night of the trots.
0: Well, tell our listeners who don't know, how busy is your club? Roughly how many times a year do you race, and are they spread over the year?
3: Generally, we have six race meetings a year, so we, we sort of pretty, pretty much race um, once every two months, so... Our next race meeting will be on a Sunday. That's a new move for the club as well. We'll be racing on the 7th of April on a Sunday time slot, a day meet, which is uh, a new move for the club as well. And other than that, generally, we usually have a weeknight, maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday weeknight racing um, slot.
0: And um, in terms of uh, the, the club itself, um, how would you describe your last uh, 12 months leading? Do I guess your highlight meeting, the Cup, is your stand, standout meeting easily over the year?
3: That is correct. Yes, we really um, have a big cup night. Um, our other meetings are good meetings. We do, we do, we are thinking as a club to actually move to perhaps even more of a summer time slot and race during the summer only. That's sort of something we're talking about. Our other meetings are good meetings, but it's, um, it is cold on, in Ararat on, the, on a, a May or June night.
0: It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Should be just perfect uh, for tomorrow night, Ararat. Good luck to Amanda and the team. And uh, next up on One Out, One Back this morning is uh, Tim Bunning, of course, uh, who uh, has uh, the fortune of owning Cent- uh, Centen- is it Centenario, Cody. Is that how we're saying it?
1: Yes, yeah, Centenario, that is correct. And Tim's uh, on the line now. Morning, Tim. Welcome to One Out, One Back on RSN. Good morning, Cody. How are you? I'm going well, but I don't think I'm going as well as you because since your champion three-year-old has drawn barrier number one for the New South Wales Derby Heat, Um, you must be really pleased about that and you must have been thrilled with his last start win after an enormous Vic Derby Heat uh, performance where he didn't qualify for the Vic Derby, but it was a tough heat and, Jeezy did some work.
4: Yes, he did that night, Cody, Uh, As you're well aware, there was a lot of discussion around the strength of that heat and he got a bad barrier and uh, as luck would have it or wouldn't have it. He was caught three wide without cover for 1,300 metres and despite running the the quickest last mile of the night, he failed to qualify by a neck. So, yeah, trainer, driver and owners were were very disappointed but uh, we saw what the horse can do a couple of weeks later. When Emmer and Clayton took him up to Bendigo, and he uh, broke the track record uh, held by Posterboy, which is a pretty good track record to have uh, uh, to break. So we should uh,
1: we should say so. Of course, Poster Boy, we've seen what he's come out and done. The Chariots of Fire, etc. Now on the Miracle Mile Path, and as you say, your three-year-old Centenario went one fifty-three-five, won by almost forty metres, and uh, and smashed the clock at Bendigo. That was enormous.
4: Yes, that that, that was a huge run and. Uh, we uh, were, were expecting him to go well, but I must say I didn't expect him to come away, you know, out of a three-year-old race with a track record. But uh, that gave him a really good uh, blowout, Cody, for what uh, for what lies ahead this Saturday night. And uh, as you said, uh, well, after a bit of misfortune uh, in the big derby heats to draw one up at Menangle, uh the whole team is pretty excited about what might uh, lie ahead on the weekend.
1: Absolutely. So he's a forty-five Centenario after drawing one. That's for the heat. Uh, what's your feeling like going up there, Tim? Uh, Hurricane Harley's in the heat as well, of course, another Emma Stewart-trained horse, and Centenario and Hurricane Harley have had some great battles already in their short careers to date. What's your feeling, your confidence levels uh, going up to New South Wales?
4: Well, in uh, barrier one, obviously, you wouldn't swap that, Cody, and... Hurricanes uh, in five, so uh, our horse has got uh, pretty good gait speed. And uh, I'll be very surprised given our good gait if Chris doesn't attempt to sort of uh, find the front and lead for as long as he can. So, uh, no, we're going up pretty confident. I know he's nice and short uh, in the market, but uh, the way he went at Bendigo, and uh, I caught up with Clayton last night, and he says his work since has been uh, excellent. So, no. Uh, He's a formidable opponent, Hurricane Harley, and I think he's got the edge on us. We've met five times, and I think he's got a 3-2 over us. So we're uh, pretty optimistic we can square the ledger up there on Saturday night, Cody.
1: No, fantastic. And we should talk about uh, your ownership group too and and, uh, and also mention that I think you've got a, a, a piece in uh, another, another derby runner as well.
4: Yes, I've got a little corner uh, in hard hitter, a uh, horse that, Tom Hogan bought at the Sydney sales a couple of years ago, and uh, he's drawn three in his feet. He's up against uh, uh, Triton's good three-year-old, uh, Muscle Factory, but uh, you might recall he won the Breeders' Challenge up there as a two-year-old at angle. so he goes pretty well uh, up there, and if he can work to the lead, uh, he'll take a bit of running down too.
1: And we had uh, General Manager of Marketing at HRV, Andrew English, in just uh, prior to you, Tim. And he was, uh, we were talking about ownership and, and syndication and some different uh, opportunities in that space that we're working on moving forward. You must be. Uh, you play a huge uh, role in that, don't you? Because you, you race these horses with large groups of people, and you and I have chatted about that in the past. How satisfying is that for you to get big groups of people together and actually enjoy uh, racing, harness racing horses?
4: Oh, it's a fantastic experience. Uh, Cody and some of the horses we've had seven or eight but in Centenario it was a bigger group. I think we've got 15 and uh, there were some owners that came in that have been with me for years going back to horses like Philadelphia Man and Few Good Men Uh, people like Dave Goldberg Chris Mullins, Terry Corbett Jeff Armstrong of course who's been a long time Tonkin client Uh, and then in recent years uh, people like Andrew Bensley has come in and Tom and Sue Hogan and uh, Ian Delmenico, an ex-board member. And then in this group, which is a big group, we're able to bring in some new owners uh, into the uh, stable. And uh, some some of the names you'd be familiar with, Cody, Bill and Heather Pridmore, uh, Rod and Wendy Harrison, Kylie's parents, Ken Fulton. uh, And I've got also in there uh, uh, Nikita Ross's mum, Wendy, and, and Stuart Watt, who races a lot of horses. So this is a very diverse group, but everyone gets on... Terrific, and they're all keen as mustard and some of them will be up, up at Menangle, uh this week and if the cards fall our way we'll have uh, virtually everyone up there the following week. So no, it's a really good group to be involved in and uh, they really enjoy the wins Cody.
1: Tim, I reckon it's absolutely fantastic uh, what what you're doing, getting all those people together and you guys, uh, the passion that you have racing these horses is tremendous. And I wanted to ask you just before we go, uh, you've just touched on the owners getting up there to Sydney to enjoy the experience. Uh, How does that go? So New South Wales next weekend, you are pretty confident that there'll be a big crew of people should you get through to the final, getting up there to cheer on Centenario.
4: My word, I'd expect I've spoken to uh, a lot of the group and they've all expressed uh, a desire to uh, get up there, so If things go our way on Saturday night, my next job will be arranging a couple of tables. So uh, it'll be a pleasant task. So uh, uh, we'll we'll be very well represented up there, Cody, that's for sure.
1: No, excellent. Well, good luck at the weekend, Tim. Thanks for joining us and well done again on, uh, on Centenario and also Hard Hitter. And we'll be speaking to you in the future. Excellent. Thanks very much, Cody.
0: It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Ah, The joys of being involved with a good horse, and Tim Bunning and that group certainly are. About to wrap it up shortly, Uh, we were going to chat to Xavier O'Connor. We'll catch up with him in the future weeks, and by then I guess he'll have notched up even more winners. He's having a great time of things. Cody, just a few more points before we wrap up this edition of One Out One Back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I just wanted to uh, to reiterate that uh, we've got the Group One uh, Night Pistol uh, going uh, being held this weekend at Melton. That's going to be a ripper race, and of course, in the Group One Night Pistol, the Ascend Trophies Night Pistol, we see uh, Tornado Valley back on track. This Inter Dominion winning uh, Trotter from the Andy Gath Stable, who trialed the other the other night and went uh, went pretty well, and uh, he's going to be very very hard to beat. But that's Mel- Saturday night, it's a 10-race uh, program kicking off at 6.03. All roads lead to Ararat, though, Friday uh, night. That's going to be a belter of a meeting. And, of course, Manangle for the Miracle Mile... Uh, qualifiers and also the Derby uh, heats this weekend. So all in all, it's a massive uh, weekend, and and hopefully, as you say, we can catch up with Xavier O'Connor maybe next week because he's just having a great time of it with horses like Be the One and Elder Baron, Kiri, etc. So not plenty happening in the world of the trots, that's for sure. Andrew,
0: thank you to Cody Winnell. More information on harness, of course, on the RSN 927 social media, our programs as well. Don't forget. Talking trots on Saturday morning. For now, this is Andrew Hughes and Cody Winnell saying thanks for listening.